Here's what's coming up on today's show. They have to contact an estate planning attorney and get that done. Now, of course, I guess they can do it online, but you know, you pay for what you get. Uh, so I always recommend seeing a estate planning attorney. Same thing with a CPA. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the windup and the delivery. Well, this is the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast. I'm Ben George along with Ryan Ledden at Black Oak Asset Management, serving that Atlanta area. You can find them online at blackoakam.com. Ryan, I, I, did you see the story that went viral? I know you're a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro. There was a one of his phone calls he gets from his radio show, one of his programs he was doing. There was a couple that called in that was about a million dollars in debt in their late 20s. Did you did you see that? I did not. Tell me more. They they just they called in and just were asking, hey, how can we get out of our debt without filing bankruptcy? We're about close to a million dollars in debt. I think the husband was 32. The the wife was 29 and and they had and he asked how much was in a mortgage and it was about 200,000 was in the mortgage and they had student loan debts and credit card debt made up the rest of it and it it went viral because of Dave Ramsey's reaction just how absurd that situation was <laughs> as you can probably imagine his reaction uh, and, God, and, yes. and what he said to him but i i couldn't believe it when i saw it you don't see many uh, financial kind of phone calls go viral like that but but that one did recently yeah, especially that age and that dollar amount. I, mean, I can't imagine the stranglehold. I'm sure probably it was student loan debt. I bet you it was probably the the biggest, if I had to guess. Especially if their mortgage is only two hundred thousand. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Dave was just licking his chops on. Oh man, where do I even start with these people? <laughs> um, so that's great that they they had the the strength and the courage to right. to admit that in, on the radio. Yeah, I think they said they had about three hundred and fifty thousand in student loan debt, and they both have um, you know advanced degrees, and I think they make close to a quarter million dollars combined a year in salary. So he just couldn't believe how they'd gotten to this point, making pretty good income at this point. So uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. But I know as a, as a Dave Ramsey advisor, I thought you'd appreciate that and thought you might have seen it. But uh, well worth the watch if you haven't seen that. But got a good show for you today, Ryan. We're going back to your your roots, um, teaching. I know we've talked about it before, but you, mm-hmm. uh, you used to do some teaching yourself. So I know when the topic came across uh, your plate of, hey, let's, let's tie some financial lessons into the classroom, probably was pretty, uh, pretty easy to say yes to, huh? Yeah, it is. I mean, the irony of yeah, teaching in the classroom now, teaching over a, a podcast, essentially, and, and clients. I mean, I, I still tell people that I'm a teacher. Uh, Dave Ramsey obviously says, find an advisor that has the heart of a teacher. I got two other advisors in my office that were in the education field. Uh, so yeah, it, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty entrenched in the, in the Kool-Aid drinking of, of hmm. being a teacher, but that's, that's what we are. I mean, you try to make this stuff that can be complex for some, you, you try to not people, not make people feel stupid, but then explain it at the same time. Uh, so sometimes it's, that's a difficult task, but when someone just wants and needs your help, they, they, you don't want to start talking about, you know, standard deviation and Monte Carlo simulations. It's like, okay, just tell me if I'm going to be okay or not. Um, so sometimes it's not that simple, but you you do need to articulate some of those complex things and concepts, uh, and make them relatable. Well, we'll do that today. We'll talk about some of the challenges of, of 
teaching and some of the, the lessons that uh, you can pull from that and apply to financial planning. There's a lot of parallels, and we'll, we'll go through those today on the show. If you have questions for Ryan, you can always reach out at 470-508-0508, blackoakam.com. You can schedule a Retirement Coach 360 session online right now. All right, so we got a few, seven different uh, parallels I want to make here, Ryan. I'll start off with with one that we can all agree with. When we go to school, we hate homework. We don't want to have to worry about going home. It's, it's the hardest thing to probably battle with your kids as a parent. And as when you remember back at your time probably teaching, I'm sure you had to deal with it too. So how do we make that comparison to financial planning? Yeah, I definitely had to give some homework, but I taught seniors, so I was trying to be... <laughs> as nice of a guy as I could going, you know what, these guys are seniors. I mean, they had to pass my class. They had to pass economics to get by, but I definitely didn't try to, to load them up um, with this type of stuff. But yes, I mean, there has to be, we try to take as much off people's plate. Any advisory firm tries to take as much off uh, their clients' plates as possible. But then there's some things that just has to be done on their end. There has to be homework done. There has to be you know, you have to be able to log in and get your old account statements because there's so much more regulation now. If you're rolling over a 401k, it's not as easy as it used to be as far as, oh, yeah, here's a rollover and let's just move those funds over. I mean, there's got to be a process to it. There's got to be statements involved. You have to get the fee disclosure, the plan summary. I mean, there's a lot of things that some people may be like, I have no idea what that is. So we try to help people along with that. But there is going to be homework on their end. They have to contact an estate planning attorney and get that done. Now, of course, I guess they can do it online, but you know, you pay for what you get. Uh, so I always recommend seeing a estate planning attorney. Same thing with a CPA. I mean, you, I, I just think those three things are imperative to to everyone: having a financial advisor, having a CPA, having an estate planning attorney. Can people do all three of those things on their own? Sure, uh, you absolutely can. Um, so I'm not saying you can't, but I would rather have people in my corner uh, doing those things. I have all those things in my corner. Obviously, I'm, I'm my own advisor, but uh, sometimes I even think about, huh, maybe I should get somebody else to do mine uh, just to have a different set of eyeballs on it. So I definitely have I have thought about that, but I'm a slight control freak, so I don't know if I could do that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I get, they, you have to give people homework to do. Hey, I need this from you. I need this from you. And, and, and sometimes oh, I don't know how to get that or I don't have my login or that call the social security administration. You have to call them. You have to call your old 401k. So there are some things that we just, we, we can't, we can't do at all. So giving people homework, um, like doing a budget. I know people don't like doing that sometimes. Let's call it a spending plan, spend it however you want to, but you need to have a budget. You need to know what your income is going to look like, what your spending is going to look like as you enter retirement and go through retirement. So these things need to be known. You can't just kind of haphazardly go through and just go, oh, okay, I think I have enough money. You got to have a plan in place. So that takes homework. You got to do that on your own. We can help as much as we can, but there's some of it that has to be done by the clients. All right. I like this next one that we have uh, to discuss, and that standardized testing is not ideal. And you know, there's different, everybody learns in a different way, right? And not everyone's a good test taker. And you know, a lot of I guess traditionally school has been judged or your performance has been judged based off, you know, one standardized test that everyone takes. Well, similarly with financial planning, right, Ryan, you can't just have a, just a one size fits all approach to it. It's just, it's just not going to benefit everyone. No, I mean, that's, that's the fun part of my job is, is the differences of people's lives, goals, dreams, whatever they're trying to do. But um, you know, when we get all these leads that come in from the Dave Ramsey website, we usually just schedule a phone call on the front end. I just want to hear where people are coming from. 
Uh, it's all walks of life. It's it's people in their early 20s um, with student loan debt. Some people in the early 20s with no student loan debt, and they have $40,000 already saved up, and they want to get a head start. Or it could be people in their 70s who are trying to figure out retirement and what they're trying to do, or somebody who sold their business and got millions and millions of dollars. So it's just really cool. Everybody's situation is slightly different. Uh, so you can't, with, with uh, people's lives and situations being different, you can't have cookie cutter uh, solutions for everybody. It's just not going to happen. So you do have to be aware and prepared for that. But that's the fun puzzle piece working it that, that we do is taking a look at everybody's situation and putting that puzzle together and having make sense of it because it can be very daunting and it can be overwhelming at the same time. So using cookie cutter approach, you know, giving them a financial plan that's 87 pages long with charts and graphs. Nobody gives a crap about that. Um, they, and I've seen them, I've seen them from the big shops like, Oh, we got this free financial plan. Like, okay, let's see, you know, what numbers, couple <laughs> numbers they entered into their system and then spit out. So it's like, I can't even make heads or tails of this. How, how are, how are people going to uh, make heads or tails of this, that this doesn't interest them, or this is not something that they do on a daily basis. So you, you, Comparing it to standardized testing, which I can't stand, obviously being a former teacher, I do have issues with that. But, <laughs> um, you know, the, everybody does learn differently. Um, it, it, everybody has different ways of learning, absorbing these things. So having standardized tests is not ideal. And just like having a cookie cutter approach to people's financial planning and retirement planning is, is not ideal either. So you got to change and morph and um, what may be right for one person from a solution standpoint, you know, it, it, it may be different for somebody else. So just saying like an investment or a product or something is bad, I don't agree with that. Or saying it's good, I don't agree with that. It's just what's a fit for that person. All right, we're taking some financial planning lessons from the classroom. Being a teacher, Ryan, you probably know this as good as anyone. There's plenty of pros and cons to the profession, right? There's the pros are you have a shorter workday. You got a few months off in the summer. Schedule's pretty nice. Probably got a nice little pension on the back end, potentially. The cons are, obviously, you have to deal with grading papers late at night. Some kids might not be on their best behavior. You might not get paid enough. So you have to weigh the pros and cons. And again, this really can be applied to anything in life. You have to kind of weigh your options here. But with investing, it's the same thing, right? There, Everything's going to have some good and bad to it. Yeah, I mean, there's no one. There's no silver bullet solution in my industry. There's no um, kind of going back to the last one. One size fits all, cookie cutter approach. I mean, everything does have pros and cons, and we that's one of the biggest things that we stress and go through when we do meet with people is okay. Here's our suggestion. Here's why it's great. Here's why it's not. So, what do you think? So we like to for plans to be co-designed. We give suggestions. We give our recommendations but we also want their feedback. Um, and, and so, you know, having, having things that are always bad, like you hear some people say, you know, annuities are bad. Okay. Are they, um, are they oversold? Yep. I think they're oversold. I'll be perfectly candid with that, but are they a fit for some people? Okay. Yeah, they can be. If they, if they check boxes for so many things, but then they know the downsides of it and they're like, yeah, but it checks all those boxes that I do like. Okay long as we know what we're getting into, what the pros and cons are, then great. Just like an investment has its pros and cons. It's super volatile. Um, it, it could have great rates of return. It could have very, very poor rates of return. I talked to a client not too long ago and they're like, can these accounts go to zero? Well, technically, yes. Yes. I mean, if they're market-based investments, they can go to zero. Now, if they all go to zero, again, a lot of problems going on other than that. But 
they those businesses could go out of business and then their stock is worth nothing. So there are pros and cons. Just got to know those going into them. All right, let's go on to the next one here. And I'm curious how you operated with your lessons lesson plans, Ryan, but you're a pretty organized guy. So I'm assuming you had you know the year mostly scripted out. But that's the lesson here, right, is that most teachers will go ahead and plan out that entire year and have a lesson plan in place. You can't just kind of wing it. No, you, you, you definitely can't. And yes, I, I'm, a, I'm a planner, so obviously I am. So I did have that laid out. Now, I had a semester class. I was not a full year. For a couple of years, I did teach U.S. history, so it was a full year. So um, after a few years, you kind of get it down pat and kind of know, okay, what units you have to be where because there's certain standardized testing in U.S. history. Same thing with, uh, with econ. Um, but then I started changing and morphing that around when I started putting in personal finance because I thought personal finance was way more important than, you know, knowing a supply and demand graph on, you know, when the, when the price moves, what does it do? So I get, those are, those are concepts, but like, we're not graphing that out on supply and demand graph uh, for most people. Now, most people are not economists, so they're not really doing that anyways. Um, They have computer systems that do that for them. Uh, But you want to plan things out. You have to plan. So when we do income plans for people, that's it, it shows the next 35 years of their life. Whatever age we're doing it for them, it shows 35 years going out. What does that look like? Obviously, each year that changes. We tell people there's going to be a lot of red ink, kind of a metaphor. There's going to be a lot of red ink on this plan because it's going to change either for the better or for the worse each year. So we got to make changes and modifications to that. So having a plan, knowing what your budget is, knowing what your income is, you got to do those things. You cannot wing it unless you just have so much money you don't know what to do with it. Uh, But that's not most people. They have to be cognizant of it. And even that, they want to leave a legacy. Okay, well, if they want to leave a legacy, that's great too. How do we keep how to keep it out of the the government's hand on from an estate tax uh, uh, standpoint? So a lot of nuances there, but planning things out, got to do it. All right, I got a few more to run by you here. And with school, obviously you got grades, right? And you, you move up and you learn different things. You're not going to be teaching calculus to a first grader in your lessons uh, and you're in their teaching for your seniors, probably much different than people that were teaching middle school, right? So same thing applies to financial planning, right? You have to approach it differently depending on where someone is in life. Yes, age appropriateness and and just kind of an understanding uh, standpoint too. There's is some people this this conceptually just doesn't resonate with them. Uh, same thing with me. There's other industries that I'm like, oh gosh, I, I couldn't imagine doing that. I mean, th- to some degree, what my wife does for a living as a veterinarian, she starts throwing out medical terms and I'm like, I had no idea what you're talking about right now. Like <laughs> dummy that down. So I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. All right. I get that. So I, I, I take that from a personal standpoint and, and do that with the clients that I do have. I, I can tell, I know, have a pretty good idea of what their understanding is and how far down that rabbit hole I want to go. There are some people that are super technical that I can throw out numbers and, and use math as a uh, topic of conversation when we do meet. And there's some that's just like, you know what, let's just go over this stuff. Let me know I'm still on track. If I'm good, okay, great. If they have questions, explain it to them. But then some are just like, I don't want to know the nuances of this stuff. That's why I hired you. Okay, great. That's I can respect that. That's an answer. So you do want to be appropriate with those things. And now I have some um, clients who bring their kids in and they're old enough to do investing. So same thing. I kind of 
have conversations with them and kind of size them up intellectually from a standpoint of finances and what they want to know and what they want to accomplish. And I may have to kind of change how I talk to them versus their parents because they're in a different stage of life. They got different planning things going on. So you do have to be age appropriate depending on uh, who you're speaking with and, and level of understanding too. Yeah. And that kind of takes us right into the next one, right? You have to have a customized approach to learning for different people. Everyone's going to have a different understanding of money. Some are going to be very well-versed, going to have done it for a long time. They might come in having managed their plan for a long time. And some people will come in having no idea even kind of where to start. So you have to kind of customize not only their plan, but your approach with them, right? Yeah, you do. I mean, I was just in a meeting this morning and I was up on the whiteboard like I was a teacher again. Um, and, and I could tell as I explained it, I, I usually look at somebody's face and as I explain it, like, okay, that's not resonating. I, I've, I've been in too many classrooms and seen too many students <laughs> faces. <Check> it out. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, they have no idea what I'm talking about right now. So I go up on the whiteboard and as soon as I start drawing that out, I, it, what, what gives me a lot of pleasure is when some people say, Hey, can I take a picture of that real quick? I'm like, yep, absolutely. Take a picture of it. So that way you can remember it. So I know, all right, they're a visual learner. And most of us are. Most of us are visual learners. There are some that are auditory. Um, so, but, but laying that out on a whiteboard, again, that's where I tell people I'm still a teacher. Absolutely. I was doing that this morning in a meeting. I'm still a teacher. Yeah, we got nice technology and have everything up on a screen and our vibe board. But sometimes just getting a marker out and a dry erase board is sometimes the best thing to do. So customizing those learning approaches, yeah, 100%, because some people need to see that really scripted out uh, to make sense of it. All right, one last one. Ryan, I know, I know this applies to you. You're a person that's always curious, always trying to learn more. But that is lifelong learning is a great habit to develop, and it's the same rings true with financial planning. You're never going to learn everything and know everything about investing and, and finance, but to be curious and to continue trying to improve yourself is the key. And I'm, anyone listening to this podcast is probably in that boat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Um, I, I hope I'm I, the rest of my life I continue that way. I'm, I mean, my kids still think I'm in school. Hmm. Uh, as much stuff as I bring home and, and, and look to study and get designations and uh, so I want to be a lifelong learner. I feel like if you don't, um, your brain starts to slow down. I, I really do believe that. So it doesn't matter what your age is. Um, learn something new. Try something else. There, there's always, and I try to read as much as I can, uh, which, again, a lot of that has been devoted to reading financial books and studying and all that good stuff, which um, can be boring at times. Uh, but you got to be a continual learner. I got to continue to improve myself. I got to continue to improve my client base and improve my advisors as well. I want to bring on more advisors and, and pour into them. Um, I, I've reached a point where I got a great client base, but I want to, I want to grow the advisors that are underneath me as well. So that, that keeps me sharp and hopefully they can learn and continue to grow their business. But I want my clients to be the same way. I'm constantly giving them, Hey, you got to read this book, try this, read this. I talked to a lead yesterday. He's not going to move forward because he's not in a place to move forward, but I gave him two books. He's a new entrepreneur. I'm like, Hey, you got to read these two books. These are awesome. These are great motivational books, but also practical at the same time. So you got to continue to learn. And, and have that brain continue to, to work for you and uh, not slow down. All right. Some financial planning lessons from the classroom from a former teacher, now president and financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledden. And if you want to schedule your retirement coach 360 session online, you can do so at blackoakam.com. Time now to dive into the mailbag. We got a question from David in Dunwoody today who says, I'm positive 
that I have more than enough money saved to last the rest of my life. There's just no way I could spend it all. I'm not bragging. I just find myself in a very blessed position. Is there any advice you'd give to somebody like me or can I just coast my way through life financially speaking? <laughs> Good for you, David. <laughs> I don't get too many mailbag questions like this. Um, uh, and I think I even mentioned earlier, like, hey, most of us don't have enough, you know, don't have, um, we're not in a situation where we have so much money we don't know what to do with. Well, David, I was wrong. Um, <laughs> you're that guy, but I, I appreciate the question. Just from your question, I don't think you're going to coast through life, David. I think you're going to be more intentional. Um, I mean, think about how much giving you could do, what kind of legacy you could leave. Um, I don't know what your, where your heart is at from a giving standpoint, uh, but there's got to be something meaningful in your life that you could give and you could really change that nonprofit or your church. Um, there, there's got to be lives that you can change. Give gifts to people um, that, that are in need. From a family standpoint, yeah, creating trust, irrevocable trust, revocable trust. I mean, there's so many different things you can do, David, to leave a legacy. So congrats on your success. Uh, I think there's a lot of planning opportunities for you. I don't think coasting um, through life is is what you want to do or or you're going to do if you're asking this question. So, um, yeah, give that money away. Give give some. Uh, and Dave talks about that. That's that's baby step seven. You know, build wealth and give it away. So find those causes that are near and dear to your heart and uh, change people's lives. Great position to be in, and we appreciate you reaching out to us, David. Again, you can call four seven zero five zero eight zero five zero eight if you want to sit down and actually. Come up with a plan in order to, uh, to to give away some of that money or spend some of that money or save or whatever that legacy might be for you. Now is a good time to sit down and talk about that. All right, we'll close out the shows we always do here on Perfect Game Retirement with a little bit of a quote. Uh, sometimes we go get, getting to know you. Other times we roll out a quote, uh, something to kind of leave you with and chew on on the way out. So this week, Ryan, we'll leave people with this quote from George Lorimer, who said, it's good to have money and the things that money can buy, but it's also good to check up once in a while and make sure that you haven't lost the things that money can't buy. Yeah, great quote. Um, and I had to look up who George Lorimer was. I didn't know who, who he was, but uh, great, great quote there. Um, yeah, because you could easily get, get consumed with making the next dollar, staying here late all the time and buy things but you know you can't take it with you we've all heard that 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 uh, quote before that saying before but yeah if you abandon those around you and loved ones around you those are things you cannot buy and and those get lost by the wayside so i try to be very cognizant of that i think my kids appreciate it i think they will more later uh, I, I get out of here pretty early every single day uh, i try to get home about the time my son gets home from school because uh, my wife's job is just not flexible. She's at a vet clinic and she's there. Uh, so I try to be home early um, every single day. Some days that doesn't play out. Um, but I take them to practice every single day when they do have, or if they have it, they don't have practice every day. I'm not a psycho when it comes to youth sports now. My, my kids are pretty good at it, so they enjoy doing it. So I try to be there every every practice I can be, and I feel guilty if I'm not there uh, but sometimes I got to do work at home. Uh, so at least I'm present. Um, could I be more present when I'm home? Sure. I think we're all guilty of that because uh, I feel like I've got emails I constantly have to answer. And whether it's for travel sports or work, uh, sometimes I feel like travel sports takes up more time of my day than, than my actual job. But yeah, you can't, uh, some of those things you can't buy and you can't take back that time. So being, um, being intentional with your time uh, has got to be a priority. 
It's a tough balance, but one that we try to always search for in our lives. So hopefully you can find that and proper planning can help you take uh, some of that worry away and, and let you focus on what's most important as well. So keep that in mind as you move forward. All right. Ryan, as always, uh, we'll close out our show and thank you for your time and encourage anyone with questions to log on to blackoakam.com. You'll find all of our podcasts there as well, but you can also schedule your Retirement Coach 360 session online right now through the website. Ryan, have a good week. Thanks, sir. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledden, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC, Black Oak Asset Management, and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.